Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome back to episode five of Monday Musings. I can't believe we are on episode five already of the season two. And we have a special guest joining us all the way from Ireland today, Halima Davids. She is a mother of four from South Africa. She's also a blogger at allahswonder.com. She's podcast presenter called His and Hers. She is also author of the book called Soft and Strong for Women. Mashallah, what, what an interesting name for a book title, right? Mashallah. Halima, please introduce yourself to our audience. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Um, yes, my name is Halima. Um, I'm a mom of four. I've been married for 12 beautiful years, alhamdulillah. Um, beautiful, but definitely ups and downs and and lots of learning, alhamdulillah, and, and trying to find that balance. Mashallah. Mashallah, Allahumma barik. That's very interesting. And also your um, podcast title is also uh, very interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the background history, where you got this idea and why you decided to run this podcast, this show? Um, it's, you know, it's the first time I'm actually on the side of, of the podcasting game. Usually I'm the host and I'm asking the questions and I'm learning <laughs> um, because that's basically, um, I consider myself a student of relationships, of life. And I love learning about relationships. Alhamdulillah, it's something I've only really discovered the beauty of much later um, in my marriage. Um, it was a struggle in the initial stages. I didn't know actually what the heck, <laughs> what's going on, what, what is my role as a wife, what's my role as a mom. I was struggling and really um, learning and trying to find my way. And it's because of that that I started the podcast, um, mainly as a way, a platform for myself, firstly, <laughs> for myself to just um, learn about relationships and about men and, and about marriage and to get as much advice as I can get from um, women around me and to give myself that kind of support. So that's uh, mainly where the podcast um, came from. Uh, it was for men as well, initially. I wanted to um, let men also um, have a voice with regards to relationships and talk about um, their struggles and what they want women to know. Um, but the men didn't come forth. <laughs> they they weren't interested in talking about relationships. <laughs> so it became just mainly about women. And now I get my husband who'd um, entertain me and he would um, be my guest and talk about his perspective on relationships. Um, so that's, yeah, that's the podcast, He's and Hers. And uh, mashallah, that's exactly why we have got you on today's podcast because we have received very interesting question a question I am sure many of us can relate from a young mother of three uh, uh, saying, although having kids brought us together, I feel like I have no relationship with my husband post children. If we have any conversation, it has to be around children, about children. So she's saying my time is consumed up by kids, so how to balance the role of a mother and a wife, subhanAllah. 
can you relate this to this question? I think even after so many years of marriage, you know, six kids, I can still relate. It still resonates with me so much. It's an ongoing struggle. How about you, sisters? Definitely. Hello. It's an ongoing struggle, you know, and um, these things I know now that I didn't know before, um, now being married for 12 years almost. Um, yes, you know, knowledge, knowing something and implementing it, it's, it's two completely different things. So the implementation is still so challenging. <laughs> and sometimes I think, I know this, but why am I still falling into this trap of, of not doing what I know? <laughs> And I think it's so especially hard when it, when it becomes um, husband versus children kind of dynamic because as moms, it's a natural inclination for us to want to be there, to run to our children's rescue, I think. Whenever they need, whenever they cry, whenever, you know, there's just a big sound, we want to run to it. Um, and often it's not an emergency. It's often it's, it's something that they could have sorted out um, amongst themselves or by, um, by himself or by herself, yet we ran to it and a lot of the time it's at the detriment of our husband who, who may be just sitting mid-sentence or maybe sitting waiting for us um, to just notice and give attention and, and you know, fulfill our duties as, as the wife. Um, so it's a challenge, yes, it's, it's a big challenge, it's an ongoing challenge. Yep, alhamdulillah. So in my 16, I think, yeah, I think 16, yeah, almost years of marriage, um, I have learned this, that in the beginning of the marriage, I was more attentive to the children, not because I was a very uh, positive or a caring parent, but because I wanted an escape from, from arguments from my husband. So I used my children as an escape. Then uh, forward over 10 years, uh, after a decade of marriage, uh, subhanAllah, our relationship totally changed. We, we did go through um, relationship coaching, actually. We, we did go to counseling and everything. And then the dynamics of our relationship changed. And I was like, if I knew I'm going to enjoy you so much, I would have waited to have kids. So <laughs> from one extreme to another extreme, subhanAllah. Uh, that's how I've, uh, I've dealt with my relationship as a, as a wife and as a mother. I think one of the blessings that uh, personally I enjoy is that my husband gave me complete, um, I, I'm not going to say authority because he is the leader of the house. He makes most decisions and I agree with his decisions because I love, I, I trust him with his, uh, with his decisions. But what I learned was um, that being a person who likes authority myself, I also like to rely on him and men usually like it when, women trust and rely on their husbands, regardless how, how different their natures are. Like I'm an extrovert, he's an introvert. I'm loud, he is soft-spoken. I, um, you know, I don't, I'm not shy at all with new people, old people, anything. I connect instantly. He takes a lot of time. So, so there are these things. He loves sports. I just like to sleep and eat. So <laughs> there are many differences. And I remember those times where, you know, where he would be trying to, you know, have a good moment with me. And I would like run away. I would say, no, 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 he's crying. He's crying. Exactly what you were saying, Sister Halima. And then he would have that frustration. It's not that he does not love the children enough, but he wanted more love from me 
And I realize now, after 16 years of marriage, alhamdulillah, that how important it is to be connected with your husband because children are, mashallah, they're going to have their own lives very soon, very soon. Uh, like Sister Rhoda and I, we have children of same age group, at least of three of our children are. So we know, like, mashallah, they're already getting ready to, okay, assalamu mama. Yes, subhanAllah. And, uh, you know, the, the sad thing is, you, you really had the, hit the nail on the head. The sad thing is, I have, I have friends, mum friends who are much older than me. And um, I have friends who have told me, you know, um, I'm just living my life and he's living his life. The kids married, yeah, we're just roommates. How sad is that, right? SubhanAllah. Your kids will grow up and they will have their own independent lives, right? And they will have their own spouses and they will have their own children and the life carries on. So your rock, like number one, and this is Islamically right as well, right? Islamically, the, 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 who has the most right over uh, a woman? Yeah. It's it's a husband. It's not a mother. It's not a father. It's a husband. And then they ask the same thing from like who has the most right over man. And you know some people expected the uh, you know the answer to be wife. It's not. It's the mother. Right? It's the mother. So, but when it comes to women, like we have to acknowledge that husbands have more right over us than children yes children have your rights and you have the responsibility as a mother you carry out your duties you care for for their needs you know physical needs you feed them and when they are ever so little they do take up most of your time you know like you you're breastfeeding and then you just fall asleep on the bed with with your child right and then you have another maybe a toddler that needs bathing or nappy changing so that you have that one to tend you have the other one and each one has different needs because they are at different levels so your time is consumed up by them because there's no other way around but somewhere in between you know you you have to use that small pockets of time that's available to you somehow to make that connection to you know maintain that connection that that any relationship is based on the nature of give and take right you you have to maintain something outside the kids and what 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 can that be subhanallah what what do you suggest what can that be how how to have that time number one is most moms for example say oh i don't have time you know my time is taken up by children i don't have time what is your answer to that um, well, for myself, um, what I try to do, I'm very conscious of, I don't always get it right, but I try to be very conscious of giving my husband, um, he, when he needs that time from me or when he needs that attention from me, just directing my attention to him. Whereas before, I wasn't really thinking about it much. But now, because I'm more conscious of it, when he, when he calls me or when he asks for um, my opinion on something, I try to give him my full attention. So the kids can be um, screaming on one end or calling mommy, mommy, mommy. If it's not an emergency, I just let them go on and they can just do whatever. <laughs> they can scream their heads off. My focus at that point is my husband. And so for me, 
the kids get the message as well, daddy is number one. Um, and so they get, um, you know, at the beginning, right at the beginning, I used to get really upset when people used to say kids are manipulative. I, I, I just, I didn't like it. I, I took offense to it. And because I was so much on emotional intelligence in children, and I was always beating up about um, um, raising children uh, in a healthy way and all of these things to do with children, um, it, it, it offended me when people used to say that. But I've learned that children are not manipulative, but they can be, um, they can be. Okay, they're not born that way, but they can be. So we kind of, um, and a lot of the times my kids are testing the boundaries. They want to see how far they can push and sometimes they don't need me. But there's this funny dynamic between um, everybody in the family. And I'm at the top of it, I'm number one. Everybody is competing for my attention. Everybody is wanting that time with me. So a way for me to balance it is when somebody is calling me or asking me something to focus my complete attention on that person. So even if the kids are calling me at that point, I try to, I've got four children. So when the one is calling me, I try to just focus on that particular child. And in that way, when I'm not focusing on them, it, it doesn't fall so hard. Um, they kind of, they don't, you know, it's not so bad. Um, so yeah, and then at the end of the day, I try to, I tell the kids, um, nighttime is for daddy and mommy. So the kids need to be quiet in the bed at seven o'clock. Like right now it's quiet. They're doing something on the bed, either reading or playing, but it's my time and my husband's time to just breathe and just focus on each other. And by eight, nine, they're sleeping. So I think routine is very, very important. The rules and boundaries are important. And that takes the stress also away from me and helps me to balance things a bit better. Um, because when that routine is in place, they know, okay, it's, it's, we've had supper now, they know what's coming next, brush, brush your teeth and off to bed. So um, it just gives us time to nurture each other and, and to um, nurture the relationship. Yeah. Um, I want to add something. Sister Ruda, um, I have uh, Sister Halima's book with me right now open in the PDF file. I want to read something. It, it, uh, it says, um, let your marriage be, and this is what Sister Halima wrote, okay, audience, let your marriage be a 60-40 dynamic. I love this, what she writes. She says, let him be 60 and you be 40. Let him always feel like he is investing more, doing more, contributing more. Don't let him feel like he owes you because you're always a step ahead in giving and doing and finding solutions and finding his keys and always having the answers and always being so, so super helpful. It's not helping your marriage for you to always have the answers. It's not helping your marriage for you to be so helpful. Stop it. Just stop it. Just be. <laughs> and I, uh, I use this uh, and I use this because I think this is exactly what we do as uh, women. We sabotage our marriage. Like, yes, yes. I felt like this is this is talking to me. You know, like a few years ago, we we do act, especially when it comes to kids. Right? We because we end up doing more, so we do act as if like you know we 
giving more to our marriage you know like oh i'm the one who has to i remember like you know i'm the one who has to research about schools i'm the one who has to make the decision which school they go to i'm the one like you you, you because you're making all these decisions you kind of feel like ah oh, i'm doing so much more for this you know like i'm being so much more useful i'm being so much more helpful and i'm contributing so much more you get these ideas and shaitan is very active at work as well right subhanallah this is the shaitan's biggest achievement is uh, you know divorce this is his biggest achievement because the family is the unit of the society right and if the family is in place it means like you know the society the the transactions navigations you know everything is like intact in place but if the family is dissolved you know dysfunctional and people have no relationships then it's easy like for shaitan to take over everyone's head right everyone's head subhanallah so we have to be very aware of this waswas that shaitan put in our heads subhanallah that you are leading you know you are contributing more you are doing more and especially now in the west with a lot of women working and contributing to the family financially as well i know a lot of women who think right um uh, i work i pay half the bills and i have kids and i do this so uh, you know what are you doing or you know you're doing less than me that kind of attitude is wrong period it's wrong full stop like we should not have this kind of attitude subhanallah really the way you you've said it subhanallah i felt like oh my god i i need to buy this book and i need to read this book <laughs> but you know it's so easy to fall into that um trap it's a trap um by shaitan as you said um and i remember i fell into that trap so often because i was because i wasn't balancing and managing things i wasn't um my priorities were not in order i became exhausted i was tired because kids are exhausting and when they get the chance my manipulation again when they when they can take as much out of you as they can they go for it so as much time as they can take from you they're going to take if you don't have boundaries they're going to just go crazy so um that was the case with me and my kids and they just they exhausted me and my husband at the same time I wasn't balancing things yet my kids alone exhausted me um and my husband wasn't getting any of my attention and often I would be frustrated and exhausted and tired and miserable and that's when you so easily fall into that trap of I do so much um I you know I work so hard <laughs> and um and you know you don't do anything and then also then you point to your husband you know you don't do anything you don't do as much as i do and and often also that just stops you from being the best that you can be because a lot of the time we we think okay i've given 60% 70% i've given so much so you need to bring that 50% now um and then this is when we wait back um for our husbands to give their part so just that whole mentality of of doing things and and thinking i'm doing so much and it just sets us up for this feeling of disempowerment and, and it's just a trap and um i think the best way to refocus really that is just to start with you and with nia and who are we doing these things for 
And why are we putting our husbands first? Is it to boost his ego? Is it to make him feel special and, and, and you know, for him to love us more? Or are we doing it for the sake of Allah so that we can have a good stable foundation, a good family structure, so that when whatever comes our way, whatever problem comes our way, we are able to tackle it as, a, as husband and wife. We're able to, um, we have that solid um, unity you know, um, to, to take on whatever challenges come our way. So um, just focusing on intention and you are um, at the beginning of it all, um, just set that up for a positive perspective. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. I want to bring up something controversial. Okay, so now that we, all of us have jumped the decade part, right? So I, I can safely say we're not so crazy in love with our husbands. Some women are actually, they get, they get even more deeply in love with their husbands as time grows. At least I'm not in that category. <laughs> but, but Alhamdulillah, I see him as my confidant. I see him as the, someone who I can fall back on. I see him as someone who, who in the whole entire world can, you know, just, just show me like, Iram, you know what, you need to stop. Like really, and um, he. Sometimes I I do say that, and he, uh, I'll give you an example of last night. I was angry at my phone. Like seriously, I know it sounds so funny, but I I was angry at my phone that why was it not functioning properly, and I was yelling at it. And my husband, poor being, he's looking at me and he's saying like, Iram, do you realize what you're doing? And I looked at him like, say, is it bothering you? And he's like, yes, it's bothering me. So I said, this is not about you. This is about me being mad at a, <laughs> at a phone. <laughs> Who on earth can I behave like this with except for him, right? Alhamdulillah. So um, the, the point that I want to make here is that this whole idea that you have to be in love with that person to, you know, be respectful, mindful, kind to that person is a wrong notion overall. And I have seen over and over again that if we, like, like Sister Halima says, like Sister Iroda says, that if you know what your what your priorities are and you set them straight and your intention is straight and you do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, you know, accept this from me and make it easy for me. Everybody becomes easy for us. I mean, I cannot imagine the same person that I'm talking to was who today is my best friend. 16 years ago, he was somebody like, I was like, Yarab, what did I do? Was it, was it a mistake getting married? Like, seriously, I used to ponder that. Was it a mistake getting married? And um, today I can't even like, I say to myself, I did not know how fun you were going to grow up to be. <laughs> it's just like, thank you. Thank you so much. So uh, yeah. uh, I hope I, I was able to, you know, put my thoughts together at that point. Yeah, yeah. Because like the sister is saying, you know, having no relationship uh, with husband, right? Like outside, outside the children. And I, I can also relate to that. And I can also relate to what you said, Iram. You know, I think all women if not all like maybe i'm exaggerating most women at some point contemplated on the idea of divorce i am sure i am so sure of it you know come on like yes and yes together i think most women reflected on the idea of divorce at some point and most women nowadays they measure the strength of their marriage based on on the notion of love which I, I think is wrong again, right? Right? 
you can't be you can't live happily ever after without you know being so much in love with each other and it really reminds me of this um, uh, incident with uh, Umar ibn al-Khattab you know uh, one day a man came up to him and said you know I'm going to divorce my wife and he said why and uh, the, the man said because I don't love her anymore and Umar ibn al-Khattab said do you do you do you need to love her to you know to carry on this marriage uh, how about compassion you know how about kindness how about all these other qualities right subhanallah and um, the, the marriage needs more than love it definitely needs more than love and even the notion of love because everywhere now we see you know these like pictures and novels they depict love like uh, you know this being together going to maybe coffee shops or restaurants you know date nights and candlelit uh, dinners no you know it's love is a verb it's a commitment it doesn't come to you like oh my god you know i can't live it doesn't come like a feeling it's a commitment. You you commit to it. Yani you choose to do it. It's a verb. Yeah, right? SubhanAllah. And you realize it more and more. 15 plus years of marriage. Not initially, no. But years later, you realize that actually you don't need to be madly in love to, to be married. Number one. You need, if anything, you need uh, respect and uh, honor. More compassion, kindness, more patience, more than love and uh, yes you it's it's you you can choose any you can choose to commit to it subhanallah sister halima your thoughts on that um yeah i i, I feel like that that's true and i can relate to that um yes well, I've only been married 12 years. So I don't know how it's going to change. <laughs> but alhamdulillah, at this point, um, I feel like both myself and my husband, we do, um, we do also need that little bit of extra now and again. Um, you know, especially with our kids that are under nine. So it's, it's my eldest will be nine next month, inshallah. Yeah. So um, it gets busy, you know, with, with kids and, and everything, their needs and their demands and everything. So um, sometimes just to have a bit of special time just between the husband and the wife, I think is also um, necessary and, and it can strengthen um, the bond. So it can be something small, you know, sometimes we would just sit and we would just have a candle, we'd have supper, but we just try to make it a little bit extra special, just putting a candle, a candle in the middle of the table. So just that little bit of extra thought into things, I think, um, makes it special and and just I love writing notes um so I can record on the house there'll be little notes I'm just thanking my husband um I do it for the kids as well but mostly for my husband so just like little things that he does like thank you for taking the dirt out today or um thank you for cooking thank you for letting me sleep a little bit later thank you for telling the children a story or I love the way you tell stories. I love the way you do this or that, you know? So these little bits of things, I think also, um, it, it nourishes the bond. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, mashallah. And see, again, it comes back to that same point. You're not waiting for him to do something first. Nowhere, anywhere did you say, he does this, so I do this. You're saying, I do this. You have taken 
you know, the lead and being the more, the more merciful one, the more, the more kinder one in a sense where you are more expressive. It doesn't take away from your marriage. Actually, it's much all about the and in fact, making it more stronger. And it's amazing how what you put out there, it just kind of bounces back in a way. SubhanAllah, I find it so amazing and so powerful how you just put something out there. And I mean, now my husband's writing me now. He never used to. <laughs> and now, now and again, not very often, not as often as I do, but he would write something special. And it means so much to me because it's so um, rare, but it's meaningful. And he never used to do it. And now he's doing it. So um, it's amazing how that ripple is that, that, you know, whatever you put out, it bounces back to you. And you can set the tone and set the pattern that you want. Yeah. yeah. Also, what you choose to focus grows, right? SubhanAllah. Like you choosing, this is something that I used to do as well. Whenever I found myself, you know, just so frustrated and angry and uh, my God, you know, you can't do this right and you can't do this right and you can't do that right. Oh my God, you know, I, I end up doing everything else after him anyway. Whenever I had these kind of thoughts, I would try to consciously, I would try to consciously push them back in my head and to try to bring good things that he does okay like you know okay he can't do this but he will do this right okay he's very softly spoken he's respective and you know I'll, i would try to bring out all the good qualities about him and try to replace these thoughts panallah because whatever you choose to focus tends to grow tends to grow panallah and it's really true when it comes to relationships when it comes to relationships so if you choose to focus on uh, you know the good things that he does and notice and tell it to him then he tends to do that more and more right subhanallah but if if you just silent you know just piling up on the resentment and turning so bitter it's not going to get any better you know nothing is going to get any better subhanallah and um the the one thing that i want to say Ah, I forgot it now. It left my mind, subhanAllah. There was something that I really wanted to say. Oh, yes, yeah, in, in marriage, subhanAllah, just like in anything else, like we have, uh, I remember like going to taking this marriage course with uh, with a sheikh, you know, years ago. Again, I was we were going through a relationship crisis or some of some sort. And um, and then the, the, the sheikh was saying, you know, in like in marriage, you have duties and you have uh, rights, right? rights and uh, islamically we focus on our duties imagine if everybody is like chasing after their rights within a marriage you know it would cause so much fitna it would cause so much fitna and everybody would end up getting divorced because you have to focus what is within your hand is your duties this is what you will be accountable. You will not be accountable for your rights or did you get your rights? Did you claim your rights? Did you get rights delivered to you? You will not be accountable for that. You will be accountable for the duties, right? So you focus on your duties and you, uh, your expectations just kill them. Have no expectations. SubhanAllah. And that is one thing that I took from that call and that has made my life so much easier because before in my head I would always have 101 list uh, expectations of my husband, you know, and I would always be like, okay, he's not ticking this box, he's not ticking that box, he's not ticking, you know, you go through these things in your head and 
it really helps when you zero down your expectations and just focus on your duties. I'm not saying forget about your rights, but your rights will be delivered by somebody else and you have no control of another human being. You know, you have no control of another human being's behavior, right? SubhanAllah. So you can only focus on your, on your duties. That's one thing I remember from that course. And I always say, you know, no expectations. Just focus on duties. Make life easy for yourself. Mr. Halima, do you have your book next to you? I would have loved, because I'm looking at something and it coincides with, uh, yeah, exactly, mashallah, because it coincides exactly with, with what Sister Iroda is saying. Uh, so, okay, alhamdulillah, I would, um, in, the, in the time that I'm speaking, I would like for you to take out your loved expert from ex excerpt from there and inshallah read it if that's okay for you. Oh gosh, I, if, I wouldn't know which, to which one, which part. <laughs> I should have, I should have okay. asked you that before. Okay, um, actually, I've, yeah, I've got something. Um, I, I think I've got something. And, uh, and in the meanwhile, just to continue with what Sister Rhoda was saying, and uh, I know this is, these are your words, but they resonate very well. So Sister Rhoda said like, you know, think about your duties and inshallah, the rest will come. And you say here, try, try with all the courage and strength of your heart, dig deep, pour out little bits of love at time, and then try to just fill the love, understanding and compassion. Turn that cycle the other way. Let it start with you. You are love, you are compassionate, you are a strong woman. So exactly what Sister Rosa was saying, that the strength from within, this is, a, this is a part of strength, like saying, okay, you know what, I'm going to focus on my duties. How many of us can do that and bring that perspective, subhanAllah? You know, the one thing that has been um, highlighted to me over and over again, especially you know, when you are so, so, so overwhelmed and you're in this kind of, because with little kids, I mean, I had my kids two years, some even under two years in between, like one and a half years after each other. So um, they were all small and there were times when I would be so exhausted because um, I needed help. I didn't, I wasn't able to, I wasn't doing the balancing thing very well. And I was focusing a lot on my husband and what he could help me with and what he could do and he's, Father, you know, being a father and being a husband, and he's he's 50% that he should be being to the table. So, um, but the number one thing is that I wasn't filling myself up. I wasn't having compassion with myself. I wasn't um, doing things that I love doing. I wasn't doing anything. I didn't even know what I liked doing. I didn't even know what my hobbies were at that point. So that was the starting point for me, just figuring out who I am, what I love, what makes me happy, and doing more of that and trying to squeeze it in here and there. And it's not always possible with little kids, but little bits of time that you can squeeze in. And a lot of the time, slowly you are able to shift your mindset because that's actually where it all starts. Your mind, the mindset, um, you know, just changing the mind from a kind of victim mentality to an empowered I can do this mentality I've got the strength I've got everything that I need within me and just reaching for that compassion for yourself um, and that's that's the number one thing I think when we are feeling stuck and overwhelmed and when we think we need so much help from our husbands and they're not they're not doing their part and and all of these things are playing in our heads the number one thing I think is just to have that compassion and have this kind of maybe dialogue with yourself in your head um, 
as if you and I are using, you're your best friend or you're having this conversation with your friend and you're just confiding and venting and, and talking about these, these things and, and then talk back to yourself in compassion. And, and I think that's, that's the starting point. Yes, Pamela, I, I absolutely, I agree with the, with the mindset, with the, the, it really starts with you, right, Pamela? And the thing is, you know, we know it's like Islamically, you know, that the husbands have more rights, right? And we know that they should be number one and we should really uh, try to, yani balance, like balancing means, you know, giving them equal uh, thing. But I don't, I don't believe that they should be given like equal status or equal attention or equal role. Like over time, obviously, your children need more of your time and attention. But uh, eventually, the husbands should have, I don't know, like in decision making or, you know, um, they, they should have more say or we should show them more um, like respect or time and attention and this is what what is really intriguing is that nowadays the modern psychology that that's what they are saying right Panala because I was reading this very interesting article uh, from uh, uh, I think John Rosemont and he says he asked lots of uh, married couples any millennial married couples with children who is number one in the family right and then all these children you know uh, they think they are being like very good parents and all of them uh, that the parents are saying um, it's children like all good moms and dads of this brave new millennium they answered our kids most of them answered you know our kids and when he asked why what is it that about kids that they give, that give them this special status, right? And then again, he says, like all good moms and dads of this brave new millennium, they couldn't answer the question like with anything um, other than like, oh, we love them, you know, we want them to be good. But he's actually saying that this is the cause of many problems we are having today, making children number one is the, the cause of many problems that we have in society, in relationships. And um, and then the kids think that the, their parents' marriage exists because of them, when actually things the other way around, you know? Children exist because of the marriage, right? SubhanAllah, they think that um, everything should revolve around them, right? SubhanAllah. So, yeah, the... the, the, the the idea of balancing is wrong in and itself, right? It, it, the idea of balancing, you can't have them, you can't give them the equal status, like one has to overtake the other. What What are your thoughts on this? It's, it's tricky um, because I'm also still discovering exactly how to have this balance without, um, without being unjust to any, anybody. You know, because kids have, they have very, very basic needs, um, I've learned. Um, I think from the beginning, us moms will kind of set up, um, set the path up for these high expectations from kids because we want to be these super moms at the beginning. And that was not the case with me in any, in, in any way. 
because I was researching so many things to be this great mom and I kind of made my kids a bit more demanding of me than, than was necessary. So um, what is my point? Um, so yeah, and I've, I've always been worried about, you know, um, damaging my kids. My husband makes a joke of it sometimes because I'm, I've always been using this word. I don't want to damage them. I don't want them to have emotional issues. Um, you know, so, so they obviously, um, they grabbed onto that <laughs> and they took advantage and they became a bit manipulative of my time and attention because I was so much focused on, um, on, on the emotional intelligence and giving them um, emotional um, time and things like that. So um, I think the husband should always be number one in the family and we should make that known. So even when, with the, I mean, he is number, he was number one in our heart to begin with and that's why we got married. So, um, so it's funny how when kids come along, we think, okay, so we, you know, you should still be number one. And, and, and that's why I said also it's so important to nurture that marriage and to have little bits of special moments in between so that he always is number one in your heart. So it's not such a difficult thing um, to have him as number one. Um, but what is my point? <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought. Kind of, um, um, you, you were just uh, talking about how to balance between the like the straight roll. This yeah. question was, is there a balance always? And and you know there isn't yeah. basically. That's so, what that's the no, point you were making. There isn't. Yeah. So because the husband is always number one, and the kids need to know that. And um, yet at the same time, we need to be conscious and aware of not um, just giving them that attention when they need that attention, and and not um, not cutting them short of their rights over you as well. So prioritizing is so important and it's something I've, like for, for instance, the podcasting now, I put that on hold just for this main reason of, um, <clears throat> sorry, of having my priorities in order because my kids need a bit more of my attention at this time and I wasn't able to juggle it well. I, the podcasting was getting a bit in the way and so I've put that on hold now. So prioritizing um, is so important because at the end of the day, there are just a number of people who have rights over you. And we need to give them their rights because we are going to be answerable for that. But definitely, um, we need to, I think, be more conscious of putting our husbands um, at the top and letting the kids know who is at the top. <laughs> um, yeah. I would, I would like to just add something before we wrap up, inshallah, if that's okay. So, uh, I just, just, this thought just came right now. It's like, I said, you're going to be with your spouse in Jannah. So it's already there. He's number one. <laughs> you're going to be where? And of course, as many jokes as we have, like, come on, again, the same person. No, Yara, please make it easy for me. But then Allah says, <laughs> they will be, they, you will be the best of yourself. Like, you won't be like, I won't be my own self, like with these yelling at my cell phone you know and he just staring at me like in disbelief how can the smart intelligent woman be yelling at a non-living thing but <laughs> the, uh, if Allah says you're going to be in your with your pair with your with your spouse then it's so obvious because my children are going to be enjoying in Jannah with their husbands and wives so why am I you know killing myself with this idea everything everything 
alhamdulillah, I, I want to acknowledge this because I'm very, very careful of this. I want to acknowledge this. Alhamdulillah, we're not talking about narcissistic husbands. We're not talking about absent husbands. We're not talking about husbands who are abusive. We're not. All three of us are coming from a perspective of a marriage that is basically safe. We talked about a safe marriage, if you all agree on this, right? We, we are not at any point saying that, you know, if the marriage is unsafe, if the, if the marriage is abusive, then also you have to put in that much of an effort. Then, of course, you need to do what you need to do. But uh, the first thing, like, like we said, understand that if we do the, if you put in the work, and there was this, 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 there was this funny incident somewhere where this person was saying to their uh, psychiatrist or psychologist, it was like, why does marriage need to be work? Marriage, like we are brought up with this idea that it's going to be so easy when you find the one that you love. And then when you've decided that you want to spend your life with, it's, it's supposed to be easy. I hate this idea that you need to put work, but this is dunya. You will have to put work into anything. Why are we, the positive parenting, the emotional intelligence, this podcast that Sister Roda is doing, I mean, we all are working towards Jannah, right? And these relationships are just um, strings that we are holding on to and just moving slowly towards inshallah, Jannah from Firdaus. Jazakallah khair. Yeah. Yeah, the, the final thoughts from me, I think it, it is an ongoing struggle because it's not meant to be easy right subhanallah the the bottom line is it is difficult at times we suffer from mum guilt at times we suffer from wife guilt at times you know we don't know how to balance and because it's meant to be difficult it's hard because it's meant to be hard right subhanallah we have to accept it and when we when we you know we have to try to when we go through times of you know, low and, uh, you know, uh, this not feeling 100%, try to process it. Don't try to snap out of it, right? Try just be there, process it, look around. And rather than playing the victim game, like you said, you know, sometimes we get into victim mentality and sometimes subhanallah we get into prosecutor mentality you know you should have done this and you should have done that you should have you should have you know subhanallah don't don't try to get into any of these mentalities but rather look for the solution in that moment in that particular moment right now what can you do within what you have within your means and resources that are available to you now what can you do to improve things subhanallah right so you have three little kids and you feel like you know your relationship is getting worse there must be something that you can do what is it you have to process it you have to search for that solution and you have to come up with that solution and you have to do it you have to do the work right like Iram said you have to do the work you know it's not going to get all of us responsible for our own reality it's not going to get any better we're just sitting there piling up the resentment you know turning so bitter and giving them silent treatment you know uh, yes no you know, what is it to you? It's not going to get any better with this, subhanAllah. You have to do the work, subhanAllah. Um, I think just focusing, um, like you were both saying, just focusing on ourselves because that's where our power lies. Um, there's no power on, you know, with, with somebody. You can't do anything. Um, to force somebody to 
you can't force anybody to do anything. You know, you have no control there. So focus on where your control is and what you have control over and do the best that you can with compassion um, for yourself first and foremost. And dua and niya um, is so important. And all of these things, subhanAllah, they're all just tools to get us to gender. I mean, um, so, and just thinking of that and talking to Allah throughout your day as you're doing what you need to do, um, as you're getting frustrated, talk to Allah about what you need and what you wish and what uh, you wish that your husband would do this and that. You know, subhanAllah, and that in a way is um, a way of strengthening ourselves as well. And at the same time, um, um, doing our relationship with Allah. Yeah, subhanAllah. Da'a, da'a, da'a. Always make da'a. And know that Allah is the one who is in charge of your heart, your husband's heart. Allah is the one who is the turnover of the hearts, the changer of the hearts. So if you want your husband to change his behavior in any way, just make da'a, subhanAllah. Make life easy for yourself and make da'a, mashallah. It has been an amazing discussion with uh, sisters Iram bin Safiya and Halima Davids, both of them available on social media, inshallah. And uh, sister Halima's book, Soft and Strong for Women, mashallah, I'm really intrigued to buy my copy and I can't wait to read it now inshallah also available on Amazon inshallah the links will be dropped directly below this uh, podcast if you're watching this on YouTube inshallah and um, yeah stay in touch follow us on Facebook and Instagram and also we are available on our websites if you have any questions to ask please feel free to email at info at raising-scholars.com also to sponsor Monday Musing Season 2 please get in touch inshallah and with the dua we will wrap up episode 5 of uh, subhanallah season 2 subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh